The time is now. They gon' love me for my ambition. Easy to dream a dream, but what's harder to live? Progress. Man, what is going on? I don't even know what episode we're at anymore. Uh, shoot. <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, 13? We're going to say 13. All right. Team race is not good, man. I'll do a little uh, <laughs> blurb over. What did yeah. I say? It's around there. Exactly. Man. What's up, y'all? What's up, Ambitious My Family Tribe team? What's going on, yo? Um, man, sorry it's been a minute again. Um, uh, actually, right before this, you know, uh, me and Brad were just talking about uh, finding a way to make sure that this gets back into our normal schedule. Um, life has been busy, man. busy to say the least. It's crazy um, how like one thing too will throw you off so bad. Like yeah. if we wouldn't have had the, the uh, what was it, corrupt file, man, yep. we were, we were solid, man. We were yeah. like weeks running. We were good. Yeah. But it's one of those things, man, it just always constantly reminds you like, you know, uh, no excuses, Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Excuses, you know, I don't, I don't do well with excuses, but, um, you know, some just to keep in mind, but then also I, I think it's always important. I remember, uh, it's David Shands, um, sleepers with suckers. And he always talks about, you know, not quitting your job because you don't have time. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he was like, people assume that they have time. So they quit the job, whatever. It's like, if you couldn't make your time while you were doing it, Right while you were doing your job, you're not going to have any extra time you know, right. just because you quit your job because you're going to find someone else to replace that time. And that's not going to be what you think it's going to be like. So um, for sure, man, like that's that's definitely something. So we hope y'all missed us, <laughs> but we back. So, uh, but yeah, B, what's going on, man? House, life, house, real estate, what's new? Man, life is busy, of course. I know I just uh, vented to you right before we got started over this week, man. Happens in threes. I think today was number three, so fingers crossed. But uh, no, other than that, though, dude, honestly, things have been uh, really busy, which is which is good, of course. Good kind of busy. Um, you know, real estate scaling to the point of like, man, like I, I it's exciting. It's exciting. It's exhausting. It's a lot. It's long days, but man, I fall in love with it more and more. Like it's, it's so fun for real. So uh, that's been going really well though. And uh, I think I'm going to be on pace to meet my end of the year goal. If these, if this keeps rolling. So all good stuff, man. What about you? Uh, Nothing much, man. You know, honestly, just dealing with uh, the workforce that we live in right now, you know, people not wanting to work, uh, that is super duper hard. And those that do want to work, it's like, they're like, Hey, I just need a paycheck. Can you get me on that? And it's just like, yeah, I actually need you to do a little something though. <laughs> I need you to actually work and participate and be engaged. So, um, but I know everybody's kind of, kind of dealing with that. Right. So, uh, definitely can't be that. Woe is me because everybody's kind of dealing with it right now. So just trying to be patient through that all, man, and trying to give some um, uplifting to my teams as well, though, because, you know, super duper hard when you're in that fight, 
Mm-hmm. And you're short staffed or you're short-handed and just trying to give them some uplifting words, some encouragement, man, just to keep on pushing and realize it's only a season, right? What I look at is just a season, just hope that uh, it gets better. Hope is not a strategy, but hope is, I think, needed to uh, keep the ball rolling at time. So right. Peaks and valleys. Peaks exactly. and valleys. Yep. Exactly. But yeah, man, so um, I know we kind of talked about this before we hopped on, but uh, so I was listening to actually a uh, shift leader of mine. She put me on um, a podcast called On Purpose by Jay Shetty, uh, which a lot of you probably have heard of. Uh, so I, every now and then I listen to a couple podcasts. I listen to one with like Big Sean. And the other day, every now and then, like Kobe Bryant pops up on uh, either my timeline or my YouTube uh, page, just of different talks and stuff that he did. And um, there was one with him and Jay Shetty. So I went to go check it out, man. And it was, it was, uh, it was great. It was great. And it, it's funny because growing up, uh, Kobe, Kobe, like I respected him as a player. I knew he was great. Uh, he just wasn't my favorite, right? But he became my favorite after he retired for some reason. It was just, it was weird. But the information and how he speaks and how he does presentations and podcasts and um, everything else that he got involved in afterwards, man, was just like mind blowing. So uh, they talked a lot about it, but I know something that I had mentioned to you was he had talked about this unpacking your fear, right? He said, um, one thing that he was really big on was unpacking his fear. And he said, when you unpack your fear, one, you realize what you think you're really scared of. For the most part, it's really an illusion. Like it's, it's not that, it's not that scary, right? But you have to unpack it. And a lot of times we just say that we're afraid of things or we have a fear and we don't unpack why we're really afraid of those things. So I mm-hmm. uh, thought that might be a good topic for us to uh, chop up about, man, and just kind of you know, flow from there. I like it. I like it. There's a, there's a lot, uh, not that we haven't talked about fear on this podcast already, but I think it's one of the most limiting beliefs that a person can have, especially if they're pursuing something or if they're growing in an area, I think, especially in entrepreneurship, you, you experience fear nonstop, nonstop. Uh, so it's, it's more about how you handle it. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, I know you and I, we've both, both experienced this, you know, whether it's a career change, whether it's just, you know, for you, even just getting into a new industry as a whole, yeah. you've, you've switched industries, three different industries now, long-term. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's an adjustment in itself. I mean, I know that there's fear going into that. Like you and I had talked about, uh, you know, the jump from planet to smoothie King, even, I mean, that's, totally different lifestyle man like that's so different like how did what did that look like for you like how did that thought process go yeah man you know I think I'm still going through that thought process because there's always different things that pop up and you know I've even had some situations this week where I'm just like man like you feel you like your heart starts racing Mm -hmm. and stuff whatever and like you know you start getting anxiety about like the silliest of things right and it's just like man where is this fear coming from right um, and interesting enough, I think a lot of fear, like once I unpack it, it's just because it's going to lead to me being uncomfortable, mm. right? And we are, I think a lot of us are deathly afraid of being uncomfortable, right? As, as good as a leader as you can be, right? I think everybody gets into that stage of, 
I'm comfortable with being uncomfortable. Nobody's mm-hmm. really comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? <laughs> Not really uncomfortable. You're still <laughs> right. comfortable, you know? I think I think that's something that you definitely work towards, mm-hmm. right? And I think there has been there have been some people that probably have mastered it, but man, that's a lifelong work because depending on the intensity of how uncomfortable you're going to be, I think that's what drives the fear, right? Because if you weren't uncomfortable and there was no change, because I think that's the other thing is change. If there's if there's nothing to be uncomfortable about, and there's nothing to change really there's nothing to fear right right yeah um and so yeah man it's it's it's, a, it's an everyday thing for me and as i you know once i heard this podcast man i kind of go through that constantly right like even being in our situation right now with you know having a hard time finding employees you have to specifically me but also pushing this out to our managers you have to continue to hold people accountable Mm-hmm. the people that are under you know people that are under your your leadership and it's super duper hard because you don't want to lose that person right okay that's the fear the fear is if i tell you hey we can do this better hey you're doing this wrong man that's that is, it's a scary feeling you start to feel like okay maybe i need to say it nicer or softer right mm-hmm. which sometimes that could be the case but then you don't want to get to a point where you started saying something and it's not holding right because if it doesn't hold are you really keeping them accountable right right and when you unpack that fear for me the biggest thing was when i unpacked the fear of okay what if i lost a manager because i held them to the fire and i held them to you know i made them accountable i lose them okay that sucks right um if i don't have any backup i'm probably working in that store for a little while right which me and you both know I've, I've done that a few times already. So, you know, it, even though I don't like it all the time, I've done it, right? And eventually I will find somebody right. to fill that spot. It might not be tomorrow, it might not be next week. Eventually I will find somebody to fill that spot. I'll be able to relay expectations, hold them accountable and keep it going, right? right? And, you know, once I unpack that fear, I'm like, man, fear really ain't that bad mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like it's yeah it's it's not going to be fun mm-hmm. right and i don't think unpacking your fear makes you try you know unpacking your fear doesn't mean you try to make yourself feel better right right it's just realizing the reality of the actual situation yeah i i think you nailed it because I, I i think you know when we decided to talk about this the best way that i could summarize is unpacking your fear is is adjusting your perspective if you're living in fear in a current situation, it's because your perspective hasn't shifted yet. You know, you haven't adjusted the way that you're viewing the situation. Um, I, I think that you go through stages when you approach fear. I, I think it's necessary for you to experience fear in order for you to identify, you know, the perspective shift that then needs to happen next. You know, if somebody comes up to you and because I personal example, because I just went through this, I just shared with you, uh, you made a mistake. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Somebody comes up to you and you messed up. And you know, that feeling of like, you just go numb, you know, you start to sweat a little bit. You're like, what do you mean? What do you mean I messed up? Like, what? (laughs) Not me. Yeah. And uh, I backtracked. I look at everything. You know what? I messed up. So then it really hits you. 
and you know sitting in that fear and this is great because i just had this literally yesterday um sitting in that fear it's like yeah this sucks and identify where you're at identify the situation and like appreciate it though and in this specific uh example like i had to reach out to this person and own up to it and have a conversation and just say like hey i apologize like i made this mistake i messed up on me take full responsibility what can i do to make it right um but i could not have approached that conversation and have facilitated that conversation well if I had stayed in the same fear-based perspective of the situation, I think similar to what you said, it's like, you look at the bigger picture for a second, you have to take a step back and you're like, yeah, this sucks. And you either use this as a moment to make or break you, you know, you're either going to be better because of it, or you're going to let it eat you up and it's going to make you worse ultimately. And you have to make that decision. And when you take the step back and you're like, you know what? Yeah, I messed up. I made a mistake. I'll tell you right now, I ain't never going to do that again. You know, for one, it's going to make me a better person. It's going to make me a better agent. And instantly, man, like when that type of stuff starts happening to me, I start thinking um, about, it's not about what happens to you. It's about what you do after it's happened. You know, and it's not about the action. It's about how are you reacting? That's what defines you. The action is not what defines you. It's how you handle it next. So looking at it through that lens, it's like, okay this situation isn't going to change. This is where I'm at. What can I do next? Because that's what matters. That's what that's what comes next. So man, like, being able to take a step back and say, you know what, I'm comfortable taking responsibility. I'm going to own up, I'm going to have this conversation, I'm going to approach it with grace, because I'm going to use this as a teaching moment for myself. I hope someday I get to have a conversation with an agent and they're going to be complaining to me. And I'm going to say, you know what, you know what I did one time, you ain't got to worry about nothing. Okay. (laughs) Listen, don't worry about it. Uh, it, You know, and like being able to laugh about that moment before you're in that moment, you know what I'm saying? Like take a step back. It's okay. You know, and I think, you know, a lot of people get really worked up and really like hold on to things for a long time. And then like, that's not what life is about. It, that's not it, don't yeah. hold on to that stuff it, use it as a as a growth tool and you'll be better you know keep it rolling yeah question for you do you think there's a there's different levels of fear do you think there's a healthy fear and an unhealthy fear yeah yeah i i think yeah because I, I feel like there's different magnitudes of fear i like to th- i think that there's like it's kind of like a, a pain, right? So mm-hmm. sometimes you have just like an aching pain, you know, it just kind of lingers and it's there. Yeah, I think that's maybe some of the constant fear that you live in. It's there, you're aware of it, um, but it's tolerable. Mm-hmm. And then I think that there's big things, um, like what happened to me this week, to be honest with you, like somebody might be like, you know what, that's too much, I can't do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I don't know, it might depend on the person and their tolerance and like, how, how are they looking at everything? But I also think it depends on the person. One person's ache could be another person's like, I, I don't know, stab wound. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it depends. But yeah, I think that there's a, a difference in, I think it has to be more of a reflection on what's important to that person. And that's what's going to stimulate 
where the fear is coming from. Yeah. I like that. I like what you said. Uh, you kind of summed that up. You said um, tolerance, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I think that's a good question. Like, what's your fear tolerance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying like, how much, how much fear can you take? And, you know, when that, when that fear comes, what happens? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, and I think that might be the difference between, you know, people that come out of situations that they're afraid of, and they come out on the other end and those that, you know, can't, don't come out on the other end because it like, it got too much to them and they didn't know how to unpack it. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so let, let's actually uh, talk about that for a second. Like, what it looks like to unpack. Cause I, I think there's different ways that you can look at it. Right. And I, I know I shared my example of, for me, I just kind of like mentally went through those mm-hmm. things, but uh, do you think there's some other ways that people can unpack their fear or what might some other ways look like? Man. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I, I think, um, shoot, it, it's hard because I also think a lot of it's probably situational and depends on, you know, how you're going to approach the situation next, but to really unpack where the fear is coming from, I think it has to start with you. You know, yeah. I think you have to start with, with yourself and asking the question of why am I feeling this way that I'm feeling and start there, kind of search it. You know, if I'm using the specific example for this week, for me, it's, you know, sitting there, I'm scared because I'm, it's my reputation. It's my work. It's, you know, uh, it's something that's important to me, which is why I was fearful, because this is meaningful, you know what I'm saying? So when there's something that comes up that jeopardizes something that is meaningful to you, uh, that stimulates the fear. So identifying that and then being able to say, okay, you know what? Yes, that is all true. But then back to what I said before it's less about what happened now. It's more about what do I do moving forward? Do I want to own up to it and be a person of integrity? And looking at it from the other person's perspective, what would they want? You know, what would they expect? You know, how are they going to want this situation to be handled if this was happening to you? And, uh, you know, using all of these questions to then help that perspective shift. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, like for you too, like when you went from planet or actually I I think a better example might even be target because of of how you applied to planet as more of a joke. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you're, man, I can only imagine what you were thinking to getting the phone call that you were hired and going from retail to running a gym. Like, you know, how did, what did you do? Actually, you know, that wasn't even a fear. It wasn't the fear of switching industries. Um, for me, because it, it, it's a little different than uh, Planet to Smoothie King, simply because at that point, I had been an hourly employee for nine and a half years, right? Started when I was 16, worked all through college, grad school and everything like that. I think my biggest thing was this was going to be a leadership role that I was one of the top dogs, right? Mm-hmm. Versus at Target, I would help run the front, the front end of the store, but I mean, you got so many layers. Well, at, at the time you had so many layers in Target, right? That's just like, that's semi the bottom, right? So, if, you know, you messed up, whatever. It wasn't the end of the world. Like mm-hmm. my boss and their boss's boss and their boss's boss take care of it and you're good, right? So at this level though, there was only one person 
that was above me. And that was only for a short period of time. But I, I think the biggest thing was at that time, I didn't know how to unpack my fear. And so every day, to a certain extent, I, you know, I walked in afraid because I'm just like, shoot, like, I don't know what will happen. Right. And these people are going to be like, Eris, you have final say, like, what do we do? Right. Um, paperwork. And that's, that's one of the things that have all that has always sh- shook me mm-hmm. is paperwork. All right. I'm just like, okay. I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't like paperwork. Um, I'm just like, can we, can we hire somebody? I know, you know, I know there's no salary for this, but can we hire somebody to do my admin work? Uh, I just want to spend time with the people. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. So I, I think the biggest fear for that was just going into a role where I was that guy. Yeah. And although I, it, although it was exciting because it was like, man, salary job, I get the same paycheck every single week or every other week, right? That part was that part was like that I was excited about for sure. Mm-hmm. But then realizing that that paycheck comes with responsibilities, I think that was the part that had some fear to it. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend this because I, I don't think companies should hide anything. But I think when you put out your job descriptions online, right, condense them some. <laughs> and, and, and for real, because, you, you know, when you, when you look like when you look at jobs online and you see the job description, man, it's like three pages long. Yeah. And as you keep reading, like you build fear because some of those things you don't know how to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not like they put in there, we're going to train you on this. Right. And then they say experience either required or um, experience preferred. Right. Experience and what to one of these million things that you put on here. Right. Exactly. Right. Because I might have experienced a hundred of these, mm-hmm. but the other nine hundred thousand, the other nine hundred thousand, nine hundred, I haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I have no idea what this possibly could look like. I haven't used this program. I've done payroll before, but I haven't used this program. Right. And like I said, I think part of that then goes back to us, right? Just as in, okay, when you unpack the fear, right? Why are you really applying for this job? And so when you start thinking about that, right? It might be, you know, make a difference for your family. It might be because you want to make some extra money. It might be because it's the field that you've always wanted to get into is, okay, just go for it, right? And then you, you'll constantly go through the process of unpacking the fear because they'll be like, hey, all right, so we're going to do this today. And you're like, oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah. And then you have to unpack it again. So um, most definitely, man. But I think so what I was trying to ask, because you you hit on a couple of things of how to unpack it. And I think one of the things I was thinking of as well is um, unpack it. Sometimes you can do it mentally. Sometimes I think it's uh, good if you write it down. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I think writing it down. Um, one, it helps you remind you. Because say that you go through a similar fear, you can kind of look back at that. But then I think another major one, man, is uh, having a good support system. Mm, I was right? just going to say that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think about, um, you know, having Cam, having people in my church family, having you, man, like when I have certain fears, I can unpack it. Now I might not come to you and be like, hey, I'm afraid of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, help me help me out. Yeah, it's right? so different. Yeah. Is it, you said what? You, you say it differently, but basically. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. For sure. And so 
Um, I think that that's huge, man. So, you know, it makes you want to ask, you know, who's in your circle, right? Can you share your fears with people? Right. Cause I, I think sometimes that, you know, I noticed trying to catch up with some people, I asked how things are going. They're like, oh, things are going great. You know, X, Y, Z. And hey, it might really be going great. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't want to, I don't want to call BS on it. It might be going great. Right. But part of me is just like sometimes if somebody asks me how things are going, I want to say pretty good. Right. Because I kind of want to match that energy or match that vibe. But it's like, man, like you need those people in your life. Like, man, like, it ain't going too hot, bro. It's not going too hot. And I don't know what I'm going to do with this. I'm freaking out. Like, you need those people. Because if not, you internalize all of that. And I, I'm guilty of this 100%. But you internalize it all, man. And that does nothing but heighten the fear. And doesn't allow you space or room to unpack it. Right. Absolutely. One thing that you were talking about earlier is how, you know, the switch from Target to, uh, I keep wanting to say Target. <laughs> Uh, target That's <laughs> target to uh, planet you're like you know i i came in scared you know i came in in fear you know it's like what was the difference that you noticed in your leadership when you were leading in fear still versus when you really fully embrace that role and that fear was eliminated that constant fear at least like did you notice a difference in yourself between the two yeah, and I'll put it this way. I think every day came with a uh, healthy sense of fear. Mm-hmm. And what I mean is there was always the fear of the unknown, mm-hmm. right? I, I I don't think I walk into any situation that I am 100% sure I'm aware and just walk in. Like, you can still walk in with confidence, but still have a small sense of fear. And I think, I think that's, in my opinion, I think that's good, mm-hmm. right? Because if you are that numb to fear, right? I think you end up falling into some stupid stuff or you end up doing some stupid stuff, right? Or you put yourself such on a high pedestal that you feel like you can't be knocked down. And then when you are, you have a very hard time of picking yourself back up, right? right? And so I think I've always, I always walked in and this is even every day, you know, here at Smoothie King, I walk in with a healthy sense of fear, just as I don't know what the day is going to bring, right? But I think to battle that fear, there's also a high sense of excitement and passion that comes along with it that kind of overrides it, right? Where it's still there in the back of my head, right? You know, but it's not the main focus. It's not how my, I, I, that fear doesn't determine how my day is going to go. My passion, the value that I add and the things that I bring to the table, my leadership, that's what leads my day. That's how my day typically turns out. But that sense of fear is there just simply because you, you don't know how it's going to go. I think that sense of fear also helps you become self-aware, right? Because then you actually take a second to reflect on the situation before you just go for it, right? Like I, I give, I give it to people that can make decisions like that, right? Depending on what the situation is, right? But I've seen some people make huge decisions and they just like, okay, this is what we're going to do, right? I'm just like, okay. You know, for, for me, I'm just like, at least give me five. Let me unpack it real quick. Right. Let me make, you know, make sure because, you know, making the decision, then you have to live with that depending on, you know, how intense it is. You got to live with that. And, and I think that's where the sense, um, the healthy sense of fear comes in. Yeah. Right. And I think the difference, though, and I'm sure you agree, is it's not the the nagging sense of fear that you walk in every day and you're like, 
oh boy, what's going to happen today? Yeah, exactly. You know, it like, like that's not the attitude. It's say, uh, I'm excited and I'm, and I'm ready to see what today is going to bring. Like mm-hmm. that, that's two so very polar opposite perspectives of the fear going into the day. You know what yep. I mean? I think you and I have both seen what both of those look like. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, man. No, for sure. Um, t- tell me like now being in real estate, right? What's the, what would you say is your, your fear ratio or your, your toleration for fear right now? Because you, you have a lot, in my opinion, when I think about real estate, you have a lot of times that people can say no. Yeah. A lot of times that people can change their mind. Right. And it's, it's major life situations, right? Somebody told me they don't like the smoothie. Okay, cool. I remake it for them <laughs> or I give them their money back. Right. In your situation, it's not that easy. Somebody can't just get a refund on the house because they don't like it no more. Or, you know, you know, once they sign some stuff, whatever, like there's a lot of legal stuff that goes through that. So what is what is, you know, your fear going into some of those? Is there a healthy fear or, you know, what is that like for you? It's a healthy fear, similar to what you said. And one of the things that gave me perspective starting out was my dad, you know, he's been doing this 25 years. And one of the things that he told me multiple times getting started, he's like, I've been doing this 25 years and every transaction is still different. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm still learning every day. He's yeah. like, I, I can't say that I've had any two transactions that are the same. He's like, this industry is forever changing and it's up to us to adapt and grow and change with it. And, uh, honestly hearing that and knowing that about the industry gives me a sense of comfort because Mm -hmm. it it makes me okay with not knowing it makes me okay with being able to say you know what i'm not 100 percent sure let me get back to you though because i will find out um which you know you always do but you know it's like there's a sense of comfort with that i don't feel like i go into every situation feeling like i need to know the answers i go into every situation knowing what value i'm bringing to my clients and the support that I'm bringing to my clients. And for me and them, that's what's important. And for me to be able to be as knowledgeable as as possible and to find those answers and to make sure that they're entering one of these biggest transactions of their life in confidence. Mm -hmm. And they're only gonna be confident if I am. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm, uh, well, I think this is it, you know, like, who that man like nobody nobody wants that nobody wants to work with that so uh being comfortable saying i don't know but i will find out for you and giving them a definite for sure answer versus you know the uncertainty and just understanding that i'm not going to know everything but uh you know the the whole the fear that comes with it is always there and i think it should be especially when you're dealing with these large of transactions and this is people's money, man. Like this is not just like little bit of money. This is like people's <laughs> this money. This ain't no McDouble. Man, like, you know, like, like I have a transaction right now that I'm doing and it's almost a half million dollar house, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking to the buyers, wonderful, wonderful people. And I've had such a, a blast working with them and the relationship that we've built. But, you know, the, the, the husband's talking to me is like, I've never once thought I'd be spending this much money in a single transaction in my life. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> glad you are with yeah, me. Exactly. I'm like, man, like, yeah, like I, I can imagine, you know, and, yeah. um, but you know, it, it just, 
there's so many things that go into it specifically for, I think, real estate. And, and maybe this applies to other industries too, but it's just uh, being punctual, you know, speaking with integrity. If you say you're going to do something, you do it. These are all things that build confidence. And it's the way that you present yourself and the way you communicate. Um, live in fear each day, not knowing what today is going to bring but it's exciting and it's a, it's a growth opportunity. So again, I think a lot of this fear, you know, based conversation has so much to do about perspective. And I think that's why you see some people that slip and they, they do get into maybe a negative or poor mindset is because yeah. you, you start asking them some of these questions, their answers are going to be way different because their perspective has shifted and they're looking at it from the doom and gloom and not from the, uh, you know, the, the, the leadership, the learner base, the, the perspective shift, you know, it's, yeah, uh, it, it changes. It does. I don't think you're consistently one or the other. I think you can always strive to be more than one than the other, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, uh, we're human. Yep. We're human. Um, in fact, when I was, when I had to fess up to um, the mistake I made this week, that's one thing I kept saying. I said, I'm feeling really human today. I was like, I'm feeling really, yeah. you know, it's like, and that happens. Yeah, no, for sure, Matt. You know, you you mentioned something, and, you know, I just want to spend a little time on this, but I think you mentioned something to the extent of knowing yourself, right, and the value that you bring, right? And I, and I think that's a huge thing with unpacking fear is knowing who you are, right? Yes. Uh, and for those that are believers, knowing whose you are, right? Uh, knowing that you serve a God that, you know, didn't give you the spirit of fear in the first place. Yeah. Right? So that's always challenging for Christians when you talk about fear because, you know, it's like, man, he didn't give me the spirit of fear anyway, right? That doesn't mean that you just go out there and do whatever, okay? Right. <laughs> uh, once again, I, think, I do think there's some healthy fear, but um, I think just knowing who you are, right? Do you know you, right? And, you know, one thing that my leadership coach has been working on with me is he's been making me do some self-affirmations, right? Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes when I'm packing fear, you have to remind yourself who you are. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. You have to remind yourself of the things that you've accomplished. You have to remind yourself that you've gotten this far, mm -hmm. right? Um, Come on. Come on. <laughs> but you, you, have, you have to remind yourself of that, man. You have to know who you are. You know, I think that, you know, you, when you said that, man, it just, it was just like, shoot, like, I think that's the first step, first mm -hmm. step of unpacking fear is, of course, of course, like realizing what the situation is, man, but then quickly, very quickly, you have to remember who you are. Yeah. If you don't know who you are, that fear will control you and you won't be able to properly unpack it because you might say, oh, you know, okay, well, you know, in my example, right? Say if I lose a manager, I have to go in there or whatever, but if I'm not confident enough in who I am, right? I would then, even though I might hold that person calm, I would then walk into a situation and say they did quit. And I will live in fear every single day, simply because I don't know who I am and I'm not confident enough in myself. And so then that probably bleeds over to the team mm -hmm. and creates even more, <laughs> creates even more of a mess. Right. And now every day, because of that fear and not knowing who I am, I'm destroying everything around me. That's right. That's right. So, so 
difficult roads lead to beautiful destinations, baby. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's funny though, when you said that though, I was looking at it, I'm just like, I mean, that picture looks pretty beautiful. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's the end of the I don't know if that's the oh, end of the road. Get <laughs> it. That's get it. It's pretty it's quite attractive. <laughs> no, man. I'm I'm so glad you brought that up though, because I don't know how when we were talking about what other ways of unpacking fear can look like. Prayer, man, every time yep. prayer. I mean, yep. I'll tell you what, before I made that phone call, Emily and I were sitting at the kitchen table and we prayed before I went out there to call. It's like, you know, allow me to uh, to speak in the way that you would want me to speak. You know, I mean, yeah. it, when, when you have that in your corner, man, that changes so much. And um, I, I think it goes along, though, with like, it's not that you don't care so much, but you know that you're handling the situation the best way possible, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I think that there, you find comfort in that too. So, yeah, but no, you're, you're spot on. I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, this, this is a fun topic, man. Like yeah. I said, I, I, it started off with just the quote, but man, I think, you know, and there, there's so many different angles we could have went with this, right? Cause mm-hmm. you know, I think a huge thing for us to cover and maybe, you know, maybe we have this one, we have, you know, one of our entrepreneurs on is it's kind of go down that thing of how do you unpack fear? Right. Uh, Cause I know one thing that we talked about was, uh, the more action you take, the more you think it's possible, right? Which I think we could definitely hop on that next week for sure. But yeah, um, but yeah, man, unpacking fear is it's a huge thing. Fear is there, you know. It, it, it's not it's not going anywhere. We're all afraid of something. Sure. Um, the question is, how are you going to unpack it? How are you going to make sure that you realize and not let the fear control mm-hmm. your you know your destiny, not control who you are as a person? How do you truly unpack that? So definitely. Good stuff, yeah, man. man. Good stuff. Man, there's so many more things that I could say about it. Too. I know, I know. But it's called just trying to, man, just just such I know. Uh, we're trying to be a little more structured. So therefore, y'all don't have to hear us rambling for like hours. Uh, because we definitely can do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, you know, maybe what we'll do is we'll what's we'll happened to this next week. Uh, because I'm pretty sure we'll think of some of the stuff and we can kind of lead that into. Uh, the more action you take, the more you think it's possible. So um, as always, y'all, you know, follow, subscribe, um, check us out. We will be more consistent at this, right? Wherever it is, (laughs) (laughs) Um, we will be more consistent with this, y'all. We thank y'all for checking us out, giving us a listen, man. So um, BD, unless you got anything else, man. No, sir. I better save it for next one, man, because I'll get going. So (laughs) till next time, ladies and gents. Peace. Peace. Ambition is priceless. Something that's in your veins. And I put that on my name. They gonna love me for my ambition.